Geeky Show Ever number 28. This is a little different. My name is Tim Robertson. And I'm Chad Perry. And uh, it's just the two of us, Chad. Just the, the two, two of us. us. Okay, we'll stop that now. Uh, this, for me, really harkens back to, gosh, 2007, 2006. Yeah, the old podcast days. <laughs> when yeah. it was just you and I talking in front of a mic and mm-hmm. no Skype calls going, no anything, just the two of us. Yep. So that's kind of cool. I like it. Thanks yeah, for, it's a good throwback. Thanks for coming to the new studio. It's very nice. Much nicer than the old studio, actually. More spacious, for sure. Yeah, I, I had a studio that I was in since December. And just the end of last week, uh, I really needed to move. The other one really wasn't doing it for me. It was extremely hot when I didn't want it to be, and it was extremely cold when I didn't want it to be. And it was literally too loud. There was too many ambient sounds that I was hearing. Mm -hmm. And I am picking up some stuff here, too, but it's not as bad. Right. And unless I actually build my own studio somewhere in a reinforced 10-inch thick concrete bunker, you're never going to get the sound quality you want. No, yeah. no. And I just don't have the money to do that. So I think this will do. And, yeah. you know, what's kind of cool is we have windows between the two offices here. Yeah. So I can literally – it really feels like a recording studio, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Especially with the padding on the wall. Yeah, and plus, you know, if you ever get to break out and get your own, like, administrative assistant, you can always keep tabs on Right, Right there. I can see That's them right. through the window. Absolutely. Um, so Chad and I spent the last, oh, I don't know, a half hour, 45 minutes looking at trailers. Yeah. Um. That's kind of what we always used to do in the MyMac days when we, we recorded one show every week, but we had that two-hour window. For the first 15 minutes, we kind of try to get into the mode and check stuff out and look around the internet, and then yep. we'd record the show, and then we'd spend the last half hour looking at trailers and talking about it and that sort of thing. So it's kind of fun to do that, but it also gets us in the mood to to chat. Absolutely. And one of the trailers we both watched and really – are impressed with is Tron Legacy. Yeah, I saw the uh, the initial Tron teaser on YouTube that somebody had basically pirated at a comic con when yeah. they showed the concept. And it did, concept. I, that didn't do anything for me. No, it didn't. It just was kind of like, okay, yeah, somebody updated the Tron graphics and made a really cool cycle chase. Well, you and I were talking, and now this is the geekiest show ever. Oh yeah. And so there's a lot of people that's listening to this show remembers the original Tron. I would hope so. And I'm going to – I don't know where the nostalgia for this original movie came from, Chad. I think the original movie was a piece of crap. I really do. Well, it was it was very gimmicky, early 80s. It was, it was basically Disney experimenting with computer graphics and trying to make an animated movie with computer animation. Uh, it really capitalized on the whole video game rage yep. that, and when you you look at it now, you go back and go, "Oh my God, that and, is so dated." And it doesn't hold up at all. Yeah, there's no arcades like that anymore, no. except for at amusement parks. And the know? story is weak at best. Yeah. Um, Bo Bridges did well, not not Bo. Um, no, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges did a good job in the movie for what it was. Yeah, well, it had who else? Bruce Boxleitner. Yep. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep. But it, it wasn't a good movie. By any stretch of the imagination. And if anything, time has not been kind to it. No. So I wasn't looking forward to seeing a new Tron. I thought, okay, it's just Disney trying to capitalize on all the nostalgia that our generation is going yeah. through right now because we're children of the 80s. That's mm-hmm. when we came, you know, started as 10-year-olds yeah. and got to 20-year-olds, mm-hmm. basically. And, and, and the big question, how do you even pull this story out? How do you go from it? Yeah. And the the graphics were cheesy back then. They could do them better now, but 
would it even work? Right. Well, we've we both seen the trailer, and I gotta say, I'm kind of excited to see this. It looks good in the trailer. Yeah. But is it gonna look good for two hours? Yeah. I, I like the mystery aspect at the beginning of this trailer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard from your dad. He called from the arcade. The arcade's been closed for twenty years. Yeah, and, and, and it's Bruce Box Lightning with the gray hair. And, yeah. yeah, it looks. It. I, I guess there's a certain element of maybe I can buy into this now. Yeah, it, it, it seems more. It's data technology that his son is is mm-hmm. involved with now, going to this arcade, and I, I I buy that. Yeah, that it's they didn't change anything. It looks pretty much the same, better mm-hmm. but the same, and I still don't know what the story's really about. Well, I, I think the one thing that pops everybody's at least my mind is what the hell has Jeff Bridges been doing in computer in the internet or wherever he's been for the last. Well, it can't be thirty years, right? Because. He has a son, and his right. son's, you know, mid-20s tops. Yeah. And he knows who his son is, so mm-hmm. he hasn't been trapped in this world that whole time. No. But I'm interested. I, I They got me. Yeah, they got me too. And I'm, I'm going to go see it. I will. Now, you were in, somewhat impressed with another trailer. Despicable Me, actually, I thought looked interesting to now, me. It's a three, it's an, it, it it's is a, a 3D, but it's animation. It's anime. And, and basically, Steve... Corral takes one character and he's fighting against another character. They're both supervillains and they're basically fighting for the supervillain, the number one supervillain status. It really reminded me of Spy versus Spy. It had that hokiness, mm-hmm. I'm going to get you, you're going to get me, big out of proportion weapons. Yeah. I mean, that's what it looked like to me. Right. And I I got to be honest, I, I've, we watched two of those trailers now and I went, nah. <laughs> it didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Um, what is it about it that kind of grabbed your attention? I guess it's just the whole concept of, you know, two bad guys. Instead of the typical the, the typical computer animation, you have the protagonist and the antagonist. And, right. You know, they still run pretty formulaic, although there's still a lot of good, good ones out there. But this whole idea I thought was kind of – could be entertaining. I thought this would be good if it was based maybe on The Incredibles, mm-hmm. that kind of universe, the – where you do have the hokey supervillains and the superheroes, and, yeah. and the movie really focuses on two supervillains going at it, mm-hmm. and the heroes maybe get in the way. I didn't see any of that in this. Right. That I could buy into, but this, I, I couldn't relate to any of the characters. From what I saw, I don't really care who wins, who loses. Mm-hmm. It was They were both just very two-dimensional characters for me. Yeah. And that's what my fear is. That's basically what the entire movie is. Well, I'm hoping that they basically – flight the typical Hollywood trailer mentality and show you all the stuff that really probably isn't that good and save all the good stuff for the movies. Yeah, that would be different, wouldn't it? <laughs> that. Now, what looks really good, and I think they probably gave too much away, is the new tr- Toy Story 3 trailer. Yeah. I think they gave way too much away. Yeah, but there's they do such a good job with the gags in Pixar and with the one-liners. It's You almost can't miss it because there's so many things that are still good in those movies. Yeah, and... You, with with those movies, you're not sitting there waiting for that moment to happen, where in so many other movies, when you see the trailer, you finally go see it in the theater, or you're watching it at home, and you're waiting for the moments you remember from mm-hmm. the trailer. Right. And it's always the best parts. Mm-hmm. So when you're done, you're like, eh. Although, you know, I think I'm with you on the entire trailer thing. They should have left out the last 15 to 20 seconds. Oh, I agree. And Absolutely. left it where you thought it was going. Yes. And all of a sudden, it wasn't going that way, and you're like, well, okay, now I know what the twist is. And, yeah. Uh, well, but you know what? It's Toy Story. It's the original people. It, it's Pixar. It's mm-hmm. 
Tom Hanks, it's Tim Allen, it's I'm gonna go. Yeah, there's no question. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't watch this trailer. I feel like I've already seen the movie. I already know what it's going to be like. I already know what the the scenery is going to look like. I already know what the action sequences are going to look like. And that's the new Robin Hood with Russell Crowe, with Ridley Scott directing. Which I have seen the trailers, and I'm, yeah. I've seen them. I saw the trailer, but it's been a couple months. I, I saw the movie. Only they used Romans last time. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Kevin Costner. <laughs> oh, wait. That was a different movie altogether. Was, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it it looked like Gladiator. But yeah. now instead of a big broadsword, he has a bow and arrow. Yeah. I. Why? What's the point? Seriously. Uh, do, we, do we really need – we already had the definitive Robin Hood story a couple times. Right. I mean, when Errol Flynn did it, I mean, I don't even think that was Robin Hood, was it? No. I can't remember. Well, yeah. who, who was it that was Robin Hood back in the day? No, it was Errol Flynn. Was it? Yeah. I'm that, pretty that, sure it was. That was Robin Hood, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and if you want to go the, the spoof route, Men in Tights. Yeah. That, uh, that was great. The Mel Brooks version was great. It, and then I'll even say that I enjoy the Kevin Costner version. The first time, maybe even the second time I saw it, I thought it was, you know, it's Kevin Costner. I actually like Kevin Costner. I know a lot of people hate him. I actually kind of like Kevin Costner. Yeah, and certainly there's there's a good, you know, I, I have fond memories of the Kevin Costner Robin Hood when I went to see it. And that was, what, 10, 15 years yeah, ago? Yeah, 15 years ago. Morgan Freeman, I thought he was great in it. Mm-hmm. And, um I, I enjoyed the movie. I, I believed him as this brash, young, I can do whatever I want character until what he grew into fighting for injustice. And, mm-hmm. Well, not injustice. He fought Fair. against injustice. Yeah. Against injustice. And uh, I, I bought the movie and I bought him in the role, although mm-hmm. he didn't even try to have an accent, which was kind of like, yeah, okay. Maybe he lost it while he was fighting the crusades. <laughs> there you go. But I like the fact that they started that movie in the crusades. That right. you, you saw where he came from and that it really did change him. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really good move on their part. I I liked the original Robin Hood from well, I don't want to say original, but the last big Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. I thought yeah. it was good. So I I don't need to see Russell Crowe in this I I'm not going to buy it. I just know I'm not going to buy watching Russell Crowe as Robin Hood. I'm just waiting for him to do Braveheart. Yeah. That's the next one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what else is there for him? He, he's got to take iconic type of settings and do it himself. I mean, you know, yeah. the gladiator role. Which, you know. you know, was a great movie still. I liked it anyway. But I, I don't want to see it again, but call him Robin Hood this time. Right. I mean, I can just see him standing there looking at the sheriff of Nottingham with his merry men behind him and going, Unleash hell on my mark. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, oh no, that's we've been there before. Um, and and honestly, we already know the story of Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. How many times? It's it's every decade. Here's a new Robin Hood movie with a new star, and okay, here we go again. It's the same Robin Hood. Um, but by the same token, and I I know you haven't seen this yet. And this is the movie show, by the way. That's fine. Well, that's what geeks talk about a lot, isn't it? That is true. Yeah. Um, by the same token, Robert Downey Jr. is Sherlock Holmes. I didn't think I would buy into that at all. Mm-hmm. It, the trailers looked good. Yes, I agree. And I like Guy Ritchie movies. He's mm-hmm. always done these kind of UK gangster type of movies that I've always thought were yeah. really well done. And he kind of brings that mentality to Sherlock Holmes, uh, more of an indie type of 
mentality with a big budget, if you mm-hmm. will. But I didn't think, can Robert Downey Jr. be Sherlock Holmes? Well, yeah, he did a really good job. Yeah. I belie- I, I, I completely bought into it in a matter of minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, eh, okay, I'm in. Well, how'd you lo- Jude Law do his? Um, it's Watson. not it's not the typical Watson that's yeah. always kind of mothering Sherlock Holmes and mm-hmm. kind of bumbling idiot. Yeah, he's on equal footing with Sherlock Holmes. Now Sherlock Holmes is more intelligent, mm-hmm. but I, I, it just worked really well. I mean, yeah. it felt more like a cop movie where the cops are more equal, right? Than anything else, it kind of felt like a lethal weapon type of dynamic, mm. and, it, and it just worked for me. I thought, yeah, okay, I'm there. I believe it. No, that's on our that's on our to watch list. So Kim and I will probably be watching that pretty soon because she actually wants to see it too. So any movies that you have watched lately? Any rentals? Oh, okay, the last ones that I saw that you probably haven't seen. I saw Moon and really liked it. And actually, my brother picked me up a cheap copy from a radio store that was going out of business. So. I keep I it's on Netflix and mm-hmm. I can watch it streaming. And I keep meaning to. I just haven't got to it yet. It's. One of those, I think I feel like I, I have to be in a certain mood to watch it. You have to be in a certain mood to watch it. It probably isn't going to be entertaining for the wife or kids. No. You will probably appreciate it, though. It definitely has some intelligence to it. And also the fact that it's essentially really a one-man show. Yeah, it's cast away on the moon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm in. It sounds yeah. good to me. When I saw the trailers, I thought, oh, that looks interesting. I just mm-hmm. haven't gotten around to watching it yet. It's... It's weird. I, I go through uh, phases, I think, yeah. that I'll watch this, 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 and this, and then I kind of take months off and I don't watch anything. Mm-hmm. Or I'll get into watching a TV series, preferably one that's been out for a while. Yeah. Like on Netflix, I've been watching Californian, Californication. Yeah, how is that? It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not for kids. Oh, I'm sure. There's, um, But no, I, I David Duchovny will always be the X-Files guy. But I know that's not what he's like in real life. I've seen mm-hmm. him on um, other things mm-hmm. that his personality, he's kind of a jokester. He's kind of counterculture. Yeah. He's not this. Fox Mulder. <laughs> no, it, that's not who his real personality is. This movie or this TV show, and uh, it started in 2007, so that's where I'm still in season one. I don't know how many seasons it went, to be honest. But. I'm almost done with the first season. I gotta say, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, all the all the female nudity doesn't hurt, but <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's a good it's a good show. I like it. Yeah, another one I'm watching that's uh, they just had. I want to say the fourth, might have been the third, but I think it was the fourth episode. Is the Pacific? Hmm. Now this is uh, now is that about? Go ahead. World War Two, yeah. Pacific conflict. Yeah, it's produced by uh, Steven Spielberg and Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Tom Hanks does the beginning narration, mm-hmm. and it kind of is in the mold of Band of Brothers. Right. It's not as good. Then again, I really wasn't expecting it to come. I mean, Band of Brothers is probably the best thing that was ever produced for television, or it's in the top ten. No well, question. I think what makes Band of Brothers so powerful is that it's all true. <laughs> well, so is this show. I yeah. mean, it's based on accounts and you know but but is it like individual accounts from different people or is it accounts of basically one it's company fo- it's of following one company of it soldiers okay, through so similar band of brothers and and they're focusing on different characters within that company and what happens with them and to them and i'm really enjoying it i mean it's very if it has that authentic feel that you got from band of brothers um it feels in some respects though a little less budgeted 
It's yeah. like, okay, we budgeted $200 million to Band of Brothers. Well, this one's getting $150 million. So it's it's not quite as powerful as Band of Brothers was. Yeah. But I'm really enjoying it. I mean, when this comes out on DVD, you're definitely going to want to rent it. I think it's maybe uh, six or seven, maybe eight parts to this whole thing, and, mm-hmm. and it's halfway through right now. And it's just really good. I mean, I, I think that the actors that they have playing the roles are doing extremely well. Uh, you really, uh, The last episode, not the one I just watched, the one before, was between campaigns when they were had a stopover for a, a pretty good length in Australia, which I didn't right. even know that they did that. You know, I'm, I was familiar with the battles and the settings. And you basically considered they just kept sailing yeah. sailing east until they hit Japan. Right. Yeah. And I didn't realize that they had actually, you know, after the Solomon Island massacres, they went and spent a lot of time in Australia. And it was really interesting that, you know, some of it was a love story. Some of it was, I mean, it was interesting. Yeah. And uh, I, I want to come back to these characters some more. I'm not done watching the series. You know what I mean? Right. I, I I recorded it, I DVR'd it, and I didn't watch the first two episodes right away. I kept thinking, eh, when I get to it, I'll get to it. Finally, I didn't have anything else to watch. I went, eh, okay, I'll give it a try. And boom, I was hooked. I was like, oh, I wish I had them all right now. Mm-hmm. I want to keep going. So I'm really enjoying it. I think it's really well done. Um, are you up on Lost? Yes, I am current. So let, let's yeah, let's talk about Lost for a little bit now. Spoiler alert: If you haven't watched this season of Lost, I'm not going to beat around the bush. We're we're going to talk about spoilers that we already know had happened. Um, we're basically now five episodes from the grand finale. Yeah, and I think we need to come back when this is over. And have an episode dedicated to Lost. I think we should, or too. at least a half an episode. Yeah. Um, I will say that the first two seasons of Lost. This is the fifth season, right? Yes. So the first two seasons of Lost, I thought were excellent. Mm-hmm. The third and the and most of the fourth really weren't that good. I mean, it, it felt to me that they're meandering. That their their ratings are really high. They really didn't have that much of a story to tell. They knew where it was going to go. Um, but they had to add a lot of padding. Well, and they were still tra- they were still locked into a twenty two twenty two episode season, so that left a lot of room to have to fill up with. And I think they had probably fifty characters. episodes extra, just to kind of pad to get to the end. Yeah, that's what I feel like. This season, however, wow, it's been fantastic. Yeah, and I still haven't figured out, and uh, we're not meant to, that we're seeing the same characters in two different settings. At roughly mm-hmm. the same time, mm-hmm. and they're in different time, alternate histories, alternate, or alternate universe, yeah. or I don't quite understand what's going on. I've got some suspicions at this point on mm-hmm. what's going on. Do you? Yeah, to me, it's almost like a flash forward, but it didn't really make sense until this episode with Desmond, right? Where Desmond meets Charlie. Mm-hmm. Charlie is drowning in the car. Puts his hand on the windshield. And he sees a flashback. Yeah. Penny not on boat. Wasn't yeah, that not what Penny's said? boat. Not Penny's boat. And he sees that. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time that they've ever made any link between this alternate timeline and the and other he, timeline. Yeah. And I thought that was very interesting. And it seems like Desmond's kind of the conduit that can see both. Although the one guy's mom... Um, oh, yeah. That's uh, uh, Whitmore's wife. Yes, Whitmore's wife, who wasn't Whitmore's wife in the other timeline. It's, no, they were divorced. Yeah. yeah. Um, she seems to know what's going on. Yeah, and, and uh, 
yeah, she does seem to know what's going on. I don't know if he, Widmore himself seems to know what's going on. But, yeah, it makes sense that Desmond's a conduit, though, because remember when he actually blew the hatch, he was in there. Right. There was a huge electromagnetic explosion. And then for the next couple of episodes, he's doing weird things. Like he sets up the lightning rod in the middle of the camp and it hits the thing. And he right. finally tells Charlie, he said, no matter what I do, you're going to end up dying. And all I'm doing is just delaying that. Right. Yeah. And and Charlie did end up dying. Yeah. He he didn't stop that. Yeah. Um What do you think the overall what do you, what I I still don't know what the the man in black is, the smoke monster guy, no. which is John Locke Black-Nell. now. Yeah. Um although I will say the guy that they had for the one episode uh about the black pearl, Ricardo that, for, Ricardo. for for Richard's episode, yeah. Yeah, with the the bad guy in that one. Did a much better job. Oh yeah, I yeah, was like he was much more convincing. Yeah, I I believed him. Yeah, um, not so much John Locke. I wish they would switch that back, but they're not going to. Right. Um, I don't know what are the what, what are these two guys? Why are they on this? What is the island? Do you have any? Well, other than the the other than the episode about Richard's past, which I thought was fantastic. Oh, I um, think that was the best. I I got to be honest, that was the best episode this year so far for me yeah i was totally into that episode mm-hmm. now julie and Brittany, who were watching it with me were like I-, I hope they get back to the regular time soon and i'm thinking are you kidding this is fantastic this, this is this is like one character where you don't know how long he's been there all you right. knew is that ben linus said it's a position he's held for a very very long time right yeah and you get to see a lot of, it answers a lot of questions how mm-hmm. did the black pearl get there in the first place mm-hmm. well now we know um I actually guessed before that episode, though, where Richard came from. I yeah. told Julia, I said, I bet he was on, on the Black, the Black Pearl and he was a too. slave. Yeah. Or something along that. So I was completely right there. I was yeah. like, yeah. Um, that the, this little tiny wooden ship, well, it wasn't tiny, but still a little mm-hmm. wooden ship broke the big statue, which is like, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and yet the, the ship was pretty much still intact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, but what do you think the island is? Well, the only clue that we have is what came out of Jacob's mouth, which is where he took that bottle of wine and said, imagine that this bottle contains all the evil in the world, and this cork is the only thing holding it in. And he said, well, this island is that cork. So what is that, though? So is it hell? That's what I don't understand. Why is there a big wheel in the bottom of the island that makes it dis- that you can push it and make it disappear? You know? Right. Is it a metaphorical wheel? Is it a real wheel? We don't know. Um, What's with the Egyptian statues and the Egyptian right. temple? And <laughs> I mean, and some of the things seem to be very advanced technology, and yet mm-hmm. other stuff doesn't seem like it's very advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm maintaining that it's aliens. That's, I still think that the island yeah, itself doesn't isn't an island. It's basically the crash site of an alien craft. Or an alien craft itself. Right. And that's kind of where I've been leaning with it, too. And that basically you have two aliens fighting over... Over what? Well, one of them well, can't one, leave. One, Why can't he leave? Yeah. One can leave. Jacob could mm-hmm. come and go as he pleases because you've seen him in different settings. Right. He can also move through time. We know that. Mm-hmm. The other guy can't seem to leave the island. Well, why? So maybe the ship was a penal ship? Maybe yeah. Jacob is a cop? And yeah. the smoke monster... Or was transporting the other one the, somewhere. Yeah, right. So that I was kind of leaning in that way. And that because they're an advanced technology, 
race, which they'd have to be if they have spaceships, because yeah. the closest thing we have to spaceships is shuttles, and mm-hmm. that's not going anywhere, really, near Earth orbit, <laughs> um, that they can move through time, so they can control time. Um, at least the law enforcement officer can. Yeah. That he can harvest the power of the ship, the technology, but the other guy can't mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But even then, it doesn't really line up correctly. I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine that they're going to wrap this up in five episodes. I can't see it. I mean, they're yeah. going to have to. Yeah, they're going to have to. But, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, that they've thrown out there where I'm just like, why is that that way? Right. It, well, one of the things was that uh, was that Anna said that, well, he's – he he looks like John Locke and he can't change again. Right. Why? Why? <laughs> why can't he change again? And why does he look like John Locke? But that would make sense as to why, you know, Jack was why we were seeing Jack's father appear on the island and why he'd appeared to Locke in a few previous episodes and why he appeared to Sun that one time. So you assume that it's the same guy. Yeah, I assume that he took the shape Jack's of Jack's father because and- that's one of the things that uh, Dogen, the Japanese guy, had said he'll take the form of someone who's dead who you knew. And so now it's John Locke, but this is the yeah. last time he can do it. Why? That's what I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't Why get that. can't he change shape again? Right. Is his power running low at this point? Um, I, I'm really liking, though, the, the alternate timelines mm-hmm. uh, where Linus was a, a teacher. teacher, that he could have got the principal's job. But he put this girl who, in the alternate timeline, is his mm-hmm. daughter that he raised, yeah. that he stole from the French woman. Yeah. Um, he put her future before his. Mm-hmm. And he still retained a little bit of pull over the guy. Mm-hmm. Thus, he got her into college, Harvard, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But that was a great story. I like the one where, um, oh, what's his name? Sawyer is a cop. Oh, that was a great that was, episode. You know, when yeah. he's in the hotel room and the lady's like, what are you, a cop? And he's like, as a matter of fact, I am. And now the audience is sitting there going, no, he's not. Yeah. And yet, yes, he was. And his partner was. <laughs> right. Hurley is this kind of uh, philanthropist yeah. who helps everybody. And he's a really great guy. And I think, by the way, Hurley's going to die in the last episode. You do, huh? Yeah, I think because that's everyone's favorite character. Everybody loves Hurley. Everybody does. I do. Mm-hmm. You do. Everyone loves Hurley. Right. To, when they wrap up the series, he dies in the last episode to save everybody, mm-hmm. and it's going to make everybody watching cry. And it's going that's going to make the lost season finale be so powerful that Hurley dies. That's what I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think that they need to establish soon why he can talk to dead people. Yeah, because they haven't done that yet. Right. And you know that Miles can talk to dead people too. Well, he he doesn't talk to dead no, people. No, he doesn't he talk hear. to dead people. He can he can he knows what their last thoughts were. Right, but that's a totally different ability right. than what Hurley can do. Um, it's interesting though. I mean, that I think they've created. Oh, you saw Michael is coming up in the next episode. The black yeah, guy. Yeah, Hurley sees Michael. Yeah. yeah, he didn't look healthy though. He looked <laughs> the actor himself yeah. didn't look good. Mm. Um, I'm really looking forward to where where they're going to go with this because there's so many unanswered. Well, what the hell was the polar bear? Mm-hmm. Am I the only person that remembers the polar bear from season no, one? No, I remember the polar bear. I think it was an escapee from the Dharma Project. But, the, you know, nobody seems to know what the Dharma Project is. And, and what's, the, what's the whole deal with the second island? Uh, is it part of the first island or is it not? I assume that it is because it must have moved with the first island. Well, uh, they made it sound like the smoke monster couldn't go to the second island, but yet he clearly did. He got in a boat and he yeah. went over to the second island. 
and smuggled Saeed in. Mm-hmm. And harmonics don't allow him to pass a certain point because they have that barrier set up, just or like they did on the yeah, island. Yeah, or there's electromagnetic. Nobody seems to know. But yeah, it'll make your ears bleed if you're. A regular yeah, <laughs> as well this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. There's so many unanswered questions, and I'm thinking they basically have with commercials five hours. Mm-hmm. you got to imagine the last episode is going to be two hours long. Oh, I'm sure it will be. But let's just say five hours to answer a hell of a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to do it. I think it, when it's all said and done, there's going to be a lot of people, not necessarily me because I'm enjoying it, and that's right. all I ask for. Mm-hmm. I don't need everything explained to me you know, in right. a neat, neat little box. I, I can use my imagination to fill in the blanks. Um, but I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed. You do, huh? I do. I think a lot of people are going to go, they do. The, the nitpickers, the ones that think they're the, they're the true fans because they remember every single minute little detail that even the show's creators went, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing this for, what, six years now? Yeah, the fake oceanic uh, thing, the fake oceanic ads and... Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think, but there's some things they have to answer. They have to explain clearly explain what Dharma project was, which mm-hmm. I think was um, they discovered that there's a spaceship here mm-hmm. and they were trying to get to its technology. Um, but that's just a guess. Who knows? Yeah. It, it, they don't seem to really be falling into the religious trap. No. Um, even though the one guy said, oh, yeah, it's, you know, we're all dead. Well, no, they're not all dead. That's obvious. Well, and, you know, obviously that was, you know, Jacob proved that by, you know, dousing Richard in the water until he nearly drowned. Right, yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't know, though. I thought, well, maybe it's limbo, but yet some people have left the island, Mm -hmm. and they chose to come back. Yeah. Um, And they clearly had a life. Mm -hmm. There's some sort of alternate timeline. Well, how do you explain that with the heaven and hell situation? You can. Mm Mm-hmm. I think alien technology is the only thing that really makes sense. Right. But then again, I mean, they've surprised me over and over and over. So, yeah, it's going to be hard to buy into much of anything else. But, you know, I think you and I are kind of committed to that kind of an explanation. And we could be wrong. So It has to be based in science. It has to be. Mm -hmm. It can't be based on faith or anything like that because not enough people watching the show shares those Views. I mean, if you go with the Christian view, you take a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. If you go with the Hindu view, you're going to take a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you got to really stay away from the religious aspects, I think. So staying out of the metaphysical altogether, you're Absolutely. Yeah. I think you have to. So what does that leave? Science. Science fiction. Science fiction. Yeah. And in science fiction, you have, what, space travel, time travel, aliens. Mm-hmm. And they have to wrap it up somehow. Yeah. Something has to explain everything that's happened. I think alien technology is the only thing that really does that. Um, it, it shows why they have advanced abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really explain why someone has to enter a number into an old Apple II and hit enter every. Well, that's because the Dharma Initiative screwed that one up. So right. that, was, that was their way of dealing with it. <laughs> There's just with too many unanswered questions, yeah. though. Um, I'm really looking forward to. I'm glad it's ending, though. I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm ready for it to be done. Yeah, it needs to be done. Yeah. It, it needs to make room for something else. Like V, for instance. 
Well, let's talk about V for a minute. Have you watched every episode? I, I have. I haven't watched uh, this week's episode yet, but I've watched everything else. It was now. good. Yeah. I, I'll tell you that. It was good. Um, I've enjoyed V. I think it's better than the 80s well, miniseries. Yeah, <laughs> I would hope so. But yeah, it, it it, I almost feel like they shot their wad a little bit too early. I I totally agree. I mean, all of a sudden, within the first episode, you realize the, they're, they're aliens, they're bad guys, mm-hmm. and they're lizards. Yeah. You didn't get that from the original miniseries. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that they were lizards right away. No, you didn't know what they're... Like, not until, like, the third night of the miniseries. Or right. And then yeah. you were like, holy crap. Um, I don't know. It just feels like they're rushing things way too fast. Like, I don't think we're going to be on the air for very long, so let's get as much in as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm enjoying it. What do you like about it, though? I I do like... I like the characters. I think the, the relationships are interesting. I'm kind of surprised that the queen alien or whatever yeah. she is... She is a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. I remember her in Firefly. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, good God, she's gorgeous. How they can make her less attractive for the show is beyond me. How they yeah. cut her hair and they apply her makeup mm-hmm. so she looks more sinister and yeah. kind of yeah. more narrow of face than mm-hmm. she really – I don't know how they do that, but they do a really good job because yeah. she is so gorgeous. Mm. So I don't know. What do you, so what's what's okay, your attention? Uh, to me, it looks like they're focusing more on kind of the war and, or more or less the secret war than I think the original miniseries did. Because the original miniseries was more like the big reveal, oh, my God, they're aliens. And then all of a sudden, okay, we're going to start a resistance. And that's really and where it's they always, left off. And it was always fights in warehouses. <laughs> yeah, it was always fights in warehouses. Or one lone person standing out with their gun shooting down an alien spacecraft. Yeah, know? it's like, yeah, right. I remember that, that yeah, scene. That was horrible. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's the one we just went, ugh. But but I think the other thing that plays well in this one is that there seems to be a lot more subterfuge, even on the part of the, the visitors themselves. Yes. It is far less blatant what they're there for. What are they here for, though? And that's what you don't know. Right. You think they're going to follow suit of what it was the first time? God, I really hope it's not like we want your water and a quick snack, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's I thought like, was kind of cheesy. Yeah. Know? There's definitely something that they're looking for. Do you think they could have, instead of going with the whole V concept, what if the show would have been ID4, the aftermath of Independence Day? Mm-hmm. I think that would have made a great series. That would have made it really great series. Although I am hearing rumors now that after Will Smith's next movie, which is going to be something or Men in Black 3, mm. after that they're going to do another Independence Day. Which I'm like, uh, I mean, that was 1998. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a while ago now to come back to make a sequel. Mm -hmm. I mean, Will Smith's a much older guy. Yeah. Um, And I love Will Smith. Don't get me wrong. He's one of my favorite actors. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't see him in the role anymore. Yeah. Um, Unless they place it 15 years later. Well, what kind of world are you going to be in? Because that's one of the things that always left me with questions. Yeah, you've got a giant alien ship that's now crashed into a mountain. You can't convince me that all the soldiers on those ships are dead. No. I mean, they, they it, there was millions of them. Yeah. So was there a ground war afterwards? I mean— I would imagine there's got to be some sort of—I mean, you've got to have them coming out and figuring out, well, we're stuck on this planet. Yeah, and we're going to keep this land for ourselves and yeah. all the other ships that are around here that crashed in mm-hmm. other countries— we're going to call all of our brothers over here, mm-hmm. and Montana is now ours. Yeah. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's why I said, do you think that instead of V, if we would have got that as a TV show, I think that could have been interesting. Mm-hmm. The only problem with that is is that the aliens were truly aliens. We couldn't understand their speech. Mm-hmm. We're not going. I don't. Well, think they any, were telepathic, so you could communicate with them. But yes, but how do you show their side of things? Oh, you don't. And that's the thing. You can't really show their side of things. It's not like you know. Oh, we were poor refugees. It's like no, we 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 created a culture where we flew around and blew things up, stole what we wanted from all the plants we found, and then we just moved on. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> I think it's an interesting concept. I. In some respects, I would like to see a follow-up to Independence Day just to see where they went with it. Mm-hmm. But in others, the movie, it's not the greatest movie in the world, but I really liked it. Oh, it's a fun movie. And I think for what it was, it was a perfect movie at the oh, time. Oh, summer movie was great. It was great. And I don't want them to screw that up. Mm-hmm. And too many times, I, I use The Matrix as a prime example. The first movie, absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. It, I think the, the Matrix is one of the very best sci-fi movies of all time. Right. I mean, I loved every single aspect mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Part two and three were both pieces of crap. And I have to agree. They had their they, moments. They but. had some brilliant moments, but it, to me, it's almost like they just threw Money back grab. and said, we've got these great, this great film techniques. We've got some great kung fu shots. We've got better CG now. And that's what we're going to take advantage of. And yeah. I lost the story. I, there was know, no story. There was no story. The Merovingian character, what? I don't get it. No, and, and why? The key master, I, I don't get it. No. <laughs> uh, the whole, I'm in a train station that's somehow limbo, mm-hmm. I didn't get that either. Yeah. I mean, there was very, it was just a, me- and then, of course, the Jesus figure at the end. What? Yeah. what? Really? Yeah. That's where you went with this? Yeah. So who so, was he so the basic, Jesus figure yeah. for, the, the technology or the humans? Yeah, so essentially, you know, Neo, you get this impression that Neo has always been the giant reset button. Right. You know, that's it. That's oh, all Okay, been. time to reset the system. You yeah. Know. But you this, time, and, this time he didn't. Yeah. The, the, the robots are going to give the humans the choice to stay in the Matrix or come out. Mm-hmm. Why? Just so Neo would take care of the, the mm-hmm. bad program for them? Mm-hmm. It, it made no sense. I mean, there were so many flaws of logic. Well, you know, the biggest problem I had with it was that, you know, if, if you can take a ship like the Nebuchadnezzar, and shoot it out above the clouds into the sky where the sun is. Why can't a robot figure out how to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Why not big solar array? You can't make mm. a solar array in space and just microwave down yeah. the energy you need. That that's not <laughs> as efficient as harvesting humans, really? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it was there were so many just Do you think they then they should have made a part 2 or 3 or do you just think they did it poorly? Because at the end of the first movie, remember, mm-hmm. when Neo goes flying through the clouds yeah. with that rock and music, you wanted more at that moment. Oh, when you yeah. saw that, you were like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, Neo's going to go kick some mm-hmm. ass. He's yeah. going to. You know, you wanted more. Yeah. You wanted to see what it was like for the humans that were living underground. You wanted to see their city. Yeah, you wanted to see what Zion looked like. Yeah. yeah. You know. But what did we get? Basically more of the same. Half the people think that um, – what was the character's name? Um, not Neo, the other. No. Uh, uh, um, uh, Morpheus. Morpheus. Morpheus is just some religious nut. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, that's where they went. I, I just didn't get a lot of it. Um, I wanted a part two. 
I, I did wanted too. a part three. And, and 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 what's so sad is that part two started as brilliantly as the original movie. Oh, did. it did absolutely. Because you're like, what is she doing, and why is this motorcycle dive being dropped in this building? And she, you know, what's going on? You know, and it was great. Yeah, and then it just all went horribly wrong. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Um, I. Um, that's probably the biggest disappointment in movies for me of all time. Mm-hmm. That how good the first Matrix was as a standalone movie, mm-hmm. and what a piece of crap the, f- the follow up was. Yeah, I mean, in that case, it almost ruined the first movie for me, but it really didn't because I go back and watch it now, and it's still brilliant. Mm-hmm. I just forget about the two and three. Yeah. So do we really want that for Independence Day? But see, Independence Day, the first one wasn't on that level. No. It was no, a it fun was a, summer it was, movie. It was a fun summer alien invader movie. Yeah. Well, Chad, we've been talking for uh, going on 40 minutes here now. Oh, already. So we probably need to wrap this episode up. I got to go to Chicago for the next two days and yeah. leave early in the morning. And I got to put this show to bed still and edit another one and okay. go home and have a good one. You know what I mean? Gotcha. <laughs> So for uh, Chad, my name is Tim. We'd love to have feedback from you. Feedback at MyMac.com. So in the meantime, have a good one. We'll see you in two weeks. Hopefully Guy will be back. And uh, bye. Bye.